You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delany Williams, and I am joined by Sarah McLean. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Delany. I'm happy to be here today. Well, I'm excited that you're here with us to talk about Unit 13, Session 3. Today, we're going to talk about how Elisha served as a prophet, and we're going to find that story in 2 Kings chapter 2. So the previous two weeks, we've been in the book of 1 Kings, and so now we're in 2 Kings. Now, I also want to make sure our listeners recognize that I said Elisha served as a prophet. Last session was Elijah served as a prophet. So we want to make sure that we make that clarification that this session, session three, is Elisha served as a prophet. So Sarah, if you'll go ahead and talk about what the big idea for this session is. Sure. So as God's people continue to turn away from him and worship false gods, God sent prophets to tell the people to turn back to him. Last week, we heard the amazing story of how God displayed his power through Elijah's prayer. God sent fire from heaven to show he is the one true God. He proved that he alone is worthy of worship. And in this session, we will hear how God called another man named Elisha to serve him as a prophet. Our Christ connection for this session is God gave Elisha the same spirit that was in Elijah. So Elisha could carry out his mission as a prophet. Years later, Jesus told his followers to wait for the Holy Spirit. God gives believers the Holy Spirit so they can share the gospel with the world. Great. So as we think about some activities that we want to highlight that may need some extra prep time or either some special instructions, I'll talk about our preschool activities first. And, and for our younger preschool and our preschool worship, there's an activity in the guide that talks about examining maps. For teachers, I want to remind you that this may be the first time or one of the first times our preschoolers have seen maps. And so you need to help them understand what it is. Also, you can find some even paper maps. You may want to print some from online or either you may check with some businesses in your area that they may have some. I know even some like City Chamber of Commerces that will just be exciting for boys and girls to be able to see what that is. Also, I do want to suggest that as I mentioned about printing some from online, it'd be helpful if you found some of your area, maybe even where your church is located. So that will help them understand with concrete examples. So then also with our older preschool, they have an activity called Create Fire Art. For this activity, just thinking about cleanup, you want to cover the tray or the baking sheet with plastic wrap before you add the shaving cream. And then that will just help this activity go smoother and then help, like I said, with cleanup as well. And so those were some of the preschool activities I wanted to highlight. Now, Sarah, if you'll talk about our kids' activities. Sure. So for older kids, there is a key passage activity that has balloons listed with it in the leader guide. However, leaders could use blocks and direct the kids to stack only the blocks with the index cards in the correct order of the key passage. I know some kids might have a latex allergy, so balloons may not be the best option there. 
It also is a little bit more prep time if you use balloons. So using blocks can also just be an easier way to accomplish the same purpose for the key passage activity. For kids worship, there is an additional activity where you are required to do a hula hoop pass. However, if you need a visual to help understand this game a little bit better, you could always search hula hoop pass on YouTube to see that played out. Midweek has a group demo with a volcano eruption. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> so right? I'm sure my, my boys would really like that one. But for this, because it might be messy, you might want to do this activity outside if the weather allows it. Great. Yes, lots of fun and messy activities for preschool and kids. Now we'll, we're going to talk about the part of the episode where we share about something that excites us about this session or something we want to remember as we're teaching this session to boys and girls. And so Sarah, if you'll go ahead and share your idea first. Yeah, I just really love that this session focuses a lot on the Holy Spirit. We see Elisha recognize the Holy Spirit's work in Elijah's life. And as a kid, I don't really remember learning a lot about the Holy Spirit. I'm sure it was taught to me, but if it was, it was pretty brief and He kind of seemed more like an enigma and almost like an irrelevant person of the Trinity. But like every person of the Trinity, his role is equally important and he is equally God. And so helping kids kind of understand that part of the doctrine of the Trinity, I think is really important because we don't ever want to overemphasize one person of the Trinity over another, that they're all equal um, and they are all equally God. And I just hope that kids have come, like, they'll come to understand how important the role of the Holy Spirit is in their own lives, that he is our seal of redemption, right? So when we place our faith and trust in Jesus, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And that same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that lives in us, just like we see the power of the Holy Spirit at work in Elijah in this Bible story. And I also think that one way we can help tie this back to the big picture question about what is idolatry is how the Holy Spirit works in our lives to help us recognize what is true so that we can flee from idolatry, that we can run away from it, that we can turn back to Jesus. Jesus told his disciples that the Holy Spirit would be the one he would send to guide us in all truth and that he would teach them his words and help them to remember his words. And so we can remind that to kids, tell them that, you know, if you have placed your faith and trust in Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives in you and he's going to help you recognize what is true, he'll help you remember Jesus's words so that you can turn away from idolatry. Great word. And, you know, Sarah, especially, she were talking about how for a lot of kids, they may not really understand what the Holy Spirit is. And I think, I think a lot of adults struggle with understanding that too. And so I think for some of our teachers, this can be a difficult lesson to teach from the aspect of it's hard to teach something we don't fully understand. You know, and, and so if we don't fully understand, sometimes we shy away from it or we're, you know, because we're uncomfortable because what if they ask us a question? You know, it's okay to say, I don't know, let's look and try to find the answer together. And, you know, helping them understand that. Right. Because I think a lot of times what adults even believe is that the Holy Spirit is just a force or a power. And he's not. He's a person. He is a person of the Trinity. And so we don't ever want to just diminish him to being some type of force that's with believers. But he's actually a person that is teaching and guiding us in the truth of God's word. 
Right. And helping boys and girls understand that because wouldn't it be sad if they grew up and they never knew that there was a helper, there's part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit that's there to help them and that's with them. And so I think that is important. And for our teachers, I want to remind you, especially those of the preschoolers, that you're setting that foundation, that you're introducing it to them. And also for our teachers, I want to remind us that as we're teaching this story, and I I shared a little bit about this at the beginning, we have Elisha and Elijah. And so making sure that we make that clear distinction because, I mean, those words are very close. You know, there's just a few letters off. And so especially for these younger preschoolers and preschoolers and even younger kids, that may they may get confused a little bit about that. Elisha saw something in Elijah that he wanted, and that, that was the Holy Spirit. And so as, as we teach and as we go throughout our weeks and our work and wherever we go, are we exemplifying Christ? In other words, are there other people that are seeing something different in us? which would be the Lord, the Holy Spirit, that we are, we are the hands and feet of Christ. Are they seeing that in something that they want? And I think about, especially with the boys and girls that we teach, we are representing Christ to them because we're teaching them the Bible. We're teaching them these, these truths. And so helping them see um, in Christ-like ways how we act what we say, how we speak, how we treat them, how we care for them. I've often said and often heard it said that things are more caught than taught. And what I mean by that, yes, they're taught too. They're taught by our actions. And so for our teachers, not trying to put a guilt trip or pressure on you, I'm also speaking to myself as I teach preschoolers. Are my actions exemplifying those of Christ? Is there something in my life that others see like Elisha saw in Elijah's life. I want to remind you of that as you teach to be encouraged and know that God's using you, but also to remind you that we are a testimony of Christ. Hope that encourages you as you prepare to study. And so we want to thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And we hope that you found it helpful as you prepare to teach the gospel project for kids in preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.